Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am joined here with Jess Panasso and I'm so excited to have you here. I am so excited to be here. It's such an honor. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm so excited to dive in and talk about how we can heal from different self-sabotaging behaviors we might be doing and we don't even know it. So I'm really excited and also to ask you about the Enneagram. Mm. But before we dive into that, I'm going to read your beautiful bio and just let everyone know who you are. Jess Bonasso, also known as the self-care goddess, was a brave life catalyst and self-rescue coach. She's an author and keynote speaker who has been empowering high-reaching, worn-out Wonder Woman in need of self-rescue since 2007. After resolving at a cellular level the self-sabotage from her high-reaching corporate 20s and entrepreneurial 30s that led her into burnout, breakdown, and a proverbial midlife crisis, just created the Bravehearted Way, a self-rescue compass and roadmap to brave-hearted courage, authenticity, and wholeness that helps high-reaching wonder women in need of self-rescue learn how to master their mindset and heal their pain and own their power at a cellular level so they can reclaim their life without the sabotage that leads to burnout and self-sacrifice. In addition to being the creator of The Bravehearted Way and a published co-author of Speaking Your Truth, Courageous Stories from Inspiring Women, Volume 2, Jess is also an accredited practitioner of The Journey Method, a highly effective form of cellular trauma release therapy that can resolve at a cellular level inner saboteurs that sabotage your happiness, health, and wholeness. Welcome and hello. This is a thriving intuitive podcast, formerly known as Unlock Your Destiny. I am your host, Raven Scott, a certified meditation teacher, author, and destiny coach. I invite you, Thriving Intuitives, to come to a free live event on Zoom to activate your intuition through a guided meditation and to answer your questions about how you can align with the universe through your human design chart. You will get a sneak peek of my membership, which includes a growing meditation library, walk in your purpose masterclass, and so much more. This is a spectacular event that so many women are looking forward to. So make sure you don't miss your seat and sign up today. And wholeness. Welcome and thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's so, so beautiful. I love all your missions. I love all the work you've been doing. And I just wanted to ask you how, other than maybe what we just shared, your 20s and 30s of just the grind and the burnout, what was like a moment that woke you up and said, you know what, I can't live like this anymore? Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was a kind of a landslide of things that just sort of catapulted into what I would call a proverbial midlife crisis. And that happened in my early thirties, but it was like a slow landslide because I was working my way up the corporate ladder throughout my twenties, working 50 hours a week or so there. And then I was also going to school at least part-time, if not full-time during all of that as well. So as you can imagine, that doesn't leave a lot of free time left in the day for me. 
<laughs> no. When um, did you sleep? <laughs> I yeah, I have no idea. I honestly don't know how I did it. But you know, I was also raised by my dad, and so I had no reference point for self-care. And to be honest, I don't even know if my mom had raised me if I'd known that either, because I don't know if she knew that, because it's just not something that as women, you know, we're sort of like hardwired to nurture and take care of others. And then when we entered the workforce, now we're also sort of being programmed and conditioned to act like, think like, and work like a man. So I was working hard. I was working my way up the corporate ladder, trying to create success in my life, which at that time, I always thought that success was based on how much money I could make. And that that was kind of a throwback from when I was in ch- my childhood and just living in poverty conditions and growing up sort of with this unspoken belief that money would make everything better and that I would be happy if I could make more money and never have to worry about being poor again. So I was yeah. working really hard to prove my value and my worth to make sure that able to provide for myself in a way that my father couldn't provide for him and us as well. So I don't know who I was trying to prove it to, not him because he didn't care, but I think maybe to me, I was trying to prove that I was capable of it. And I didn't realize that it was going to send me into burnout. And I didn't even know that I was struggling with burnout. And it started with just, you know, originally in my mid twenties, it started with anger management issues. I started having problems with that. I was also struggling with depression and anxiety. And so I started to see a therapist as you might do right when something like that happens in seeing the therapy the therapist they said well let's put you on some medication and see if that helps and so I thought okay great that's the solution to the problem I'll go ahead and start doing that so I was taking medication but really that was just a band-aid it wasn't really getting to the bottom of anything and I kept working the way that I was working and then in my late 20s I started having chronic back pain and I struggled with chronic low back pain to the point where I was considering surgery in my early thirties for probably about seven or eight years from my mid to early thirties, mid twenties to early thirties. I was actually considering surgery for that. So that became, that back pain became a catalyst for my growth. And in, in looking for answers and solutions to healing my back, that's when I stumbled across the journey method, which is where my healing journey started. But prior to that, I was, I was in full blown burnout. I was dealing with physical ailments. My body was breaking down. My emotions were breaking down. I was a red hot sloppy mess. Let's put it that way. And I was being very destructive in my life with my friends and my family. I had a friendship that disintegrated. And, you know, when you're young, you don't know what you don't know. And when I was trying to figure out what had happened and how to resolve it, we couldn't, we couldn't rectify the situation. And so I felt so devastated by that. And it was that plus the back pain plus, you know, all these emotional issues that I was dealing with, which ultimately led me to just sort of like throw my hands up in the air and, and be like, I, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to fix and correct this no matter what it takes. Cause I'm so sick and tired of being pissed off, angry, bitter, and resentful all the time and in pain all the time. So I, I even remember the day when I told my husband sitting on the, the living room floor crying and, you know, catastrophizing over all of this, that, I was going to turn this around. And that was, that was the moment where everything changed and I I got put on a new path. And how did you, you mentioned the journey method. What is that? And how did you discover it? Yeah. How did that come across your path? Yeah. So this is what's so amazingly synchronistic about this. So, you know, sometimes they say when you're finally ready, the teacher will come. Right. So Mm -hmm. I remember this was beginning of October, 2005, when I had that conversation with my, my husband, Uh, We're no longer together. So he's my ex now. But I had sat down on the floor and was saying that to him, like, I don't know what it's going to take, but I'm going to take back control of my life starting today, whatever it takes. 
And by the end of that month, I ended up going in to get a massage at my chiropractor's office. And they, they switched it up and put me with a different massage therapist that day because my normal massage therapist had gone on vacation. And I was a little bit upset about that, actually. <laughs> I remember sitting in the waiting room going, wait a minute, you didn't even let me know that they, you were going to switch it out. And here I am, I got to work with someone new. So anyway, it ended up being a blessing in disguise because this woman was intuitive. She was also a Reiki master and a massage therapist. And she started working on me and said, is it okay if I do some energy work on you? And I said, yeah, sure. That would be fine. Whatever that is. I have no idea what you're talking about, but yeah, if you want to give me some energy, sure. So, you know, I'm in, during the massage, I'm sharing with her a little bit about my back, some of the things and the challenges that I'd been through. And Anyway, at the end of the session, she says, okay, so is it okay if I share some things that came up during your massage for, you know, as I was working on you energetically? And I said, yeah, sure, go for it. And she says, well, first and foremost, she's like, I feel that there's a lot of energy around your mom and, and it feels like some anger and resentment, some unresolved anger and resentment coming up from your solar plexus. And I was like, what? <laughs> so this was so woo woo to me at first. I thought, what is she talking about? Wow. Um, because it was that unusual. And again, I didn't know what I didn't know. I had no idea what Reiki was at that time or intuitive guidance or any of that stuff. I thought she was out there. Right. And then she said, and, and also the other piece that's coming to me is the stuff that's going on with your back. is actually not as much physical as it is emotional. And I was like, what? Like, how does that work? Like, I didn't know about the mind body connection and that we have physical issues that can get over time worse and turn into physical problems. And that's what she was picking up on. And so she said, I have a recommendation for you. I suggest that you read a book called The Journey by Brandon Bays. And Brandon is a woman who had probably 40 years ago now who created a whole entire body of work. And the reason why she created this body of work is because in her book, she talks about her own personal experience of healing at a cellular level, a tumor that was the size of a small basketball in her uterus. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it had happened sort of spontaneously one day during a guy, during a meditation that she was in where she had sort of thrown her hands up in the air and was like, okay, God, you know, what is it I'm supposed to see about this experience about this tumor that I'm not getting, but because she'd been trying to heal it on her own and it wasn't changing. And what came to her was a memory of some, some childhood abuse, verbal abuse that her mother had put her through. And it wasn't like intentional on her mother's part. We know this, right? Uh, although sometimes we don't get it at the time, but, but anyway, she'd worked on this memory in therapy many times over, but for some reason, that's the memory that came up when she sort of gave up and surrendered her control over the whole thing. And so she invited her mom to join her in meditation, sort of in consciousness, not literally, but in consciousness and had an emptying out and did a bunch of processing in a way that she had never done before, because in therapy, you're just talking about your problems and the person that you had issues with. You're not really having an open dialogue with that person in consciousness right. or in person. Right. And so she sort of had this dialogue with her mom and finally came to a place where she actually could forgive her mom 100% completely for all the pain and the suffering that her mom had caused her because she could see then at that point, after doing all the processing that her mother was doing the best she could. And, and it wasn't anything she was trying to do to harm her. It was, it was all accidental. Let's just say, for example, and, yeah. And so anyway, after having that realization, she came out of her meditation and three and a half weeks later, this tumor that she had been diagnosed with just miraculously melted away, just went away. It healed itself. 
And so she knew she tapped into something big. So here I am reading her story and I'm fascinated by it. And I'm sitting there, you know, in bed. I remember I was upstairs in bed reading it and I closed the book and I thought to myself, oh, that's interesting. So I wonder what is, what is the very first memory I can think of that was, you know, upsetting to me. And I remember thinking back and for the first time in as long as I could remember a scene in my life came to me when I was about two years old, where my dad and mom were arguing and my dad had slapped my mom. My mom ran into the other room. I'm crying. I run after her. I'm trying to get soothed and soothe her. And yeah. she says, leave me alone, go away. And I just, all of a sudden I started crying out of nowhere and realized, oh my gosh, maybe I am upset and angry at my mom for what happened back then for her pushing me away. And that was this, this me reading the book was literally a week after I had that, that massage session with the, the woman who had intuited all of this. So, oh, wow. so all of this was happening and I'm like, ding, 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 ding. All of a sudden <laughs> these little puzzle pieces were starting to fall into place. So I found a journey practitioner and within, within less than a month, I think it was the end of October that I ended up having two journey processes with this journey practitioner within three and a half weeks, my back pain had improved by 75%, which was the most results that I had gotten up to that point. Like I'd go get massage or chiropractor and I'd have relief for a couple of days, but then I'd go back to being in pain all the time and feeling bitter and pissed off and resentful and all those things. But the pain went away. Not only did the pain went away, but also all the anger stuff that I had been sort of like medicating with the, with the medication that I was on. Right. I just stopped even feeling any hints of irritation or irritability or impatience. I just, it, it just all went away. It was like, it was like a veil had been lifted from my body at the physical and the emotional level. So that so was cool. when I realized I'd really tapped into something pretty big. And that's what ended up leading me to leave the corporate world and realize that I wasn't happy there. And I, I manifest a layoff package. I actually got to choose to take a layoff package rather than it being forced upon me. Wow. So I was in choice to leave the corporate world. And that was about nine months after that session. So it was like one thing after another yeah. happened that led me away from that toxic environment that I was in and led me to the healing that I needed. And so that's how I came across the journey and ended up leaving the corporate world to start my own business to boot. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And I love like the serendipity of it. And I think, you know, some, sometimes we struggle with finding the answers and is this like the right step or why am I like, why do I keep struggling with this? Or like for you, you had no idea all of that emotion was held and bottled up inside your body. So you were dealing with a physical pain, like, oh my gosh, like maybe I should just get surgery to just feel better. Like thinking right. that that's the cure. But really, it was such a subconscious healing. And I love that that's such a great lesson for all of us to kind of pause and look inside. And I do a full moon journal ritual that I love. And it always does that. It's like, okay, when's the first time you felt what you're feeling right now so you can release it? Yeah. And it's so important to get to the root because the, the root is where your symptoms are your symptoms. And I right. love modern medicine, but also sometimes it just can't heal the root because like you said, it's emotionally driven and it's manifesting out in your body physically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so that was like my first introduction to that whole mind body connection. And so it yeah. felt so like, I don't, magical is not the word. It was just, it felt so surreal 
to have that experience, but it was like proof that there was something much bigger to to this world, to this life that we're living that I had never tapped into before. Cause I didn't, I mean, I had learned a little bit about religion and that kind of thing when I was younger, but I didn't have a strong reference for God. I wasn't sitting there praying to God every day and asking for support or anything like that. So to sit and think about like the fact that I was being supported in all of this and was actually leading me toward, which is really funny because like I said, I ended up leaving the corporate world and starting my own business. And I, I really look back now and I, I believe strongly that our pain is part of our purpose. And it was sort of like the universe's way of preparing me, even though it was a painful preparation process, that pain that I was going through, I had to experience that in this lifetime in order to find a solution that I could then tap into, learn how to do myself and then pass that solution on to others. And so that's, that's what led me into my practice now. And I started my business in May of 2007. So that's 15 years now that I've been a little over 15 years now that I've been in business doing this healing work with my clients. And then I also do coaching and that kind of stuff too. So do you take them through the same journey that you did that the, the the body of work that you found? Yeah. So, so what's interesting is when I chose my layoff package, I had sent an email out to all of my friends and family saying, I'm leaving the corporate world. I'm going to go start looking for opportunities in the alternative health industry. So if you have any ideas or any job opportunities that come available, let me know. And my, my journey practitioner who I worked with earlier that year, she said, you know, our journey office is going to be opening up a facility here in um, Colorado. And we want to know if you would like to come and be our bookkeeper. We know you don't want to do technical work, but it is working for an alternative health organization and you could work for as long as you want here. And, and if you do work with us, we'll, we'll allow you to go through the, the journey practitioner training program at a greatly discounted rate, which Ooh. was like 50% off the usual rate. So, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'll come work for you. So I started working for them. And then I started to go through and do the, the practitioner training program, which was a three month long program with a series like a handful of different retreats that you had to go through. Most of them in person, actually all of them were in person. Some of them were weekend retreats and then there were two week long intensives. And so I did a tremendous amount of deep dive healing work going through the journey practitioner training program over a three month period, not really intending to become a journey practitioner. I was just in this alternative health business until I figured out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to bring my, my business into manifestation but then when we ended the program, they said, well, you only need to do 100 case studies. If you do those over the next year, then you can become an accredited practitioner. And I was like, well, I'm probably going to keep doing this work because it's so powerful. And that's how I ended up becoming a journey practitioner. And that is where I start. That's where my, my business got birthed from. So wow. I was doing journey process work with clients. And then I didn't realize this in the corporate world. I was a senior manager of an IT development group. And so I was basically coaching my staff all the time already. And so when I would work with my clients, I would do coaching work with them. And I even did a coach certification program. And I was like, I already know all this stuff. This is what I've been doing for the last 13 and a half years in my corporate profession. (laughs) And so I was like, well, I might as well be doing coaching along with all this. So that's where the self-rescue coaching came in. And and then, you know, healing the self-sabotage at a cellular level, that's where that aspect of my business really started to solidify and turn into form, turn into reality. Very cool. So it was yeah. All and and I, 
I can't wait to dive into the self-sabotaging topic. And I know I had mentioned Enneagram. So let's just cover a little bit about what the Enneagram is for anyone who doesn't know. I know I'm like super into all of those different things, but I haven't yet dived deep into researching Enneagram. So can you give us like a brief overview of what it is? Oh my goodness. I can't believe you haven't looked at it yet. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty in-depth system. First of all, I would call it a spiritual growth and development system. And it's been around for thousands and thousands of years. Like it was originally used, I believe, by the Sufi tradition. And it's also been used in the Christianity tradition, Judaism, even Catholicism. I think there's some components of Enneagram. And so you'll see flavors. It's really interesting that it like crosses over the religions because usually that doesn't happen. Right. Well, some of the things that you see as... um, What's the the similarities between different religions? You'll see that in the Enneagram. And and here's what I love about the Enneagram. So on the Enneagram, Ennea means nine. And gram is sort of like just this diagram. And there's a diagram associated with the Enneagram. There are nine personality styles. And every single one of us on the face of this planet has a unique combination and blend of these nine personality styles within us. And so when you do an assessment, the assessment is not necessarily to figure out which one type you are. It's to see which combination of the nine types you are. That is all the time we have for today. And I can't wait to continue this conversation in tomorrow's episode. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow, like, and subscribe to the podcast. If you want to connect with us and share this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you took a screenshot of this episode and posted it on your social media feeds or stories and tagged The Thriving Intuitive. We will get in touch with you and we'll give a shout out to you in the next episode. And remember, keep your unique light shining.